Hey besties, it's Juju, KP and TT. Tools down, time to chat work, life, well-being and relationships. And you're listening to Let's Take It Offline. Welcome to the Take It Offline podcast. We're excited to be here and ready to share with all our listeners. We're three young professionals in our late 20s and 30s and currently working at some of the largest companies in the world whilst navigating life in all its aspects. On this podcast, we'll be looking to talk all things top of mind for young professionals these days, or yo pros, from career, well-being, finance, dating, ambition, and most importantly, having fun whilst doing all of this. Hey besties, welcome back to the Let's Take It Offline podcast. This week, we have a very fun and exciting topic to talk about, modern love. And especially dating as a yo pro, as a young professional, right? Isn't that a yogurt brand? Yeah, it is. Well. <laughs> that is why you're not. We're not a millen- like a millennial soon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before we start, how is everyone? How was the week? I had an interesting week. I tried hypnotherapy. Oh, we'll oh, have to do really cool. a whole episode about it yes. because I can waffle on and on. But was it good? Um, mm. impartial okay. okay all right yeah i don't really know if it works mm-hmm. and i'm still somewhat skeptical yeah but i have to continue to listen to the recording right. bit yeah Let to see yeah to see mm. if it works but anyway i'll i'll give you an update in a couple of episodes time to see how i feel about yeah. it mm. kp my week pretty much is actually a good lead into the topic this week is that I have had one of those weeks at work where it's just been all consuming. Mm. It's been absolutely all consuming and um, it actually makes it hard for me to have my personal time to look and think about dating. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So it's it's been one of those weeks for me. Mm. TT, we haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> um, it has actually been a pretty good week for me. Um, I feel like it's a massive calm down from the week before where I had so many events and, you know, trying to close deals and things like that. So this week I managed to get out to surf three days, three Ooh. mornings. Um, I played tennis twice. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling really great and just a little bit hungover from Friday night. But other than that, good, good must, as gold. I must be the only old one. I didn't go out or do anything last night. <laughs> really shows your age. Rules. I know. Yeah. I just wanted to do nothing. That's perfectly That's fine. One of those guilty pleasure evenings. Yes. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I didn't have fried chicken though. I had pizza and pasta and said, <laughs> yum. That sounds good yum. Mm. But hey, today we're here to talk about modern love and dating. So before we start, I'm not sure if you, have, if you guys have heard of this term, but um, did you know that, so KP and I were sinks, right? Sinks, I love that. Single income, no kids. And Jules, you might be a dink. I'm a dink because a dink. it's double income, no kids. Yeah, so... For us, it's sing, about... Sing a dink? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, you know, the dating journey as a yo pro when you're like late 20s to early 30s, maybe into your mid 30s or even beyond, right? Depending on where you're at, where you're at with your life journey and what you prioritize. But it's all about converting yourself from a sink to a dink. 
Um, and today we want to chat about that process and why do we even want to date? Like, you know, some people might argue that it's better to just be myself and, you know, just rolling solo um, and just, you know, that's how you feel fulfilled and that's mm. completely fine. Yeah. But some people might just want to be part of a couple and, you know, sharing some of that financial burdens as well as having that emotional support as well. So we touched on why um, this is such an important topic in our podcast. Um, and then we also want to talk about the balance as well between work and life and health, um, about, you know, making sure, as KP say, even if you're very busy with work, you still have that time to prioritize things that you think are important in your life. And a topic that I'm really passionate about at the moment is, you know, tapping, in, tapping into your feminine energy as well, because as corporate career people, we can be very masculine, we can be, you know, go-getters um, but when you're in a relationship you might want to look at how you move that energy more into a feminine soft mm-hmm. energy um, and yeah just just be more in the flow more in the, mo- in the moment I've got a book I can recommend as well of course but we do. can talk about what book later yeah, yeah. I can't wait to but hear th- more about that yeah but most importantly I think we all agree that um, love for yourself above all else is very important Um, And I think it's important, well, it's critical for us to understand that, you know, you don't need another person to complete you. It's optional, um, it's a lifestyle choice, um, but it's also a bit of a fun journey. Yeah, I I think that that is such a relatable last comment Mm. because finding someone, you yourself, I think, there's a sense of fulfillment that you need to have to be comfortable in who you are as yourself. You don't necessarily need someone to complete you. Um, but it's good to also find someone that will compliment you and help you achieve what you're looking to get out of life. So someone who like raises you up rather than trying to like fix Mm. you by completing you. Yeah. Yeah. You raise me up. Yeah. No. (laughs) But, um, Okay, you you guys are going to um, laugh at me for this, but one of the TikToks that I saw, of course, I find TikTok Man, very... Man, how many hours do you spend on TikTok <laughs> education? It's, like, no, it's, it's a channel called Therapy Talk, right? <laughs> no, it is a hashtag. Hashtag? Um, but one of the videos I saw on TikTok was about this, right? Like, it's all about finding someone who's going to put wind in your cell because life is already hard enough. So, you know, it's, it's good to find someone who gets you, who can support you and who makes your life a bit easier. Yeah. Um, you know, so. And I see and hear people say, hey, this is my other half. I hate that term. Really? Yeah. What about significant it? other? Significant other is okay, but my other half. Mm, you're a whole, You're right? a whole. <laughs> you don't need someone to complete you. And that's how I think so it irks me when people mm. say or introduce their partner as their other half or their better half yeah. or they're you're like why yeah, why they're not why? better than me yeah why <laughs> doubt yourself or why put yourself down in yeah. that sense without even realizing mm. it right yeah. so anyway let's we'll get into that yeah I think we've established a pretty good base for this episode and we understand that you know again dating is a is a choice um and finding someone is hopefully going to make your life a lot easier a lot better um but doesn't mean that you need someone right it shouldn't be coming from that needy space Mm. um but having said that 
Should we share a bit about our journey as to dating relationships? Yeah, look, I'll, I'll go first purely because I'm the, the taken one. So I'll just get, I'll get it out <laughs> of the way and we can talk about the singles because it's way more fun and interesting stories because once you, once you get dating or once you actually are in a relationship, your life kind of settles a lot more than when you are um, obviously lining up dates night after night, right? So I've been my partner for close to two years. We actually met on Hinge. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if it's really changed significantly since I was on Hinge, but Hinge was always more the, if I want a relationship, I'll go on Hinge. If I wanted, you know, just maybe a one night stand, I might go on Tinder. Tinder. So I don't know if that's changed for you. I think it's pretty similar, but we should caveat that like, Tinder is the wholesome app for the gays, though. Yeah, oh, has it turned it into okay, great. No, I've, I I also feel like a lot of people met through Tinder. Like mm. you remember, um, KP, one of our yoga teachers. Yeah, she met her now fiance in London via Tinder, right? Yeah, I think maybe mm. different countries um, use like one app in a different way than we yeah. do here. So yeah. maybe in London or the, mm. in the UK, Tinder is the yeah. app, but here it's typically. Yeah. Hookups mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. I think, you know, the, the apps um, is certainly a great way to meet people mm. outside of your circle. Yeah. You know, you're not going to really date your friends and you may or may not date people from work. Mm. But who else? So who else are you going to date unless you go up to um, a guy at a random bar? Mm. And I think people have also lost a little bit of their confidence doing mm. that now because of COVID and because of the apps. Yeah, mm. I agree. So I'm, I'm happy that um, – and funnily, I actually met my partner during COVID, mm. which we thought our dating would be, I guess, interesting um, in the sense that we had to kind of work out where we needed to go and be really planned Mm. You know, because all the restaurants you had to book, mm. yeah. otherwise you couldn't get in. That's a tough spot to be yeah. in. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, you could just say, "Hey, let's meet at this bar," yeah, and we'll just maybe walk to this other restaurant later if we're yeah. vibing. The amount of dates that were happening in parks, like oh yeah. my walking so dates, so running dates, so random. Oh, like, I f- like tennis picnic dates, dates yeah. picnic dates, golf, golf dates. dates. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not about that. I'm about liquid courage, especially on our first date. I just, I can't do a date around a park. I can't do a date, <laughs> you know, a golf. D- I just, I think on the first date you need to kind of impress each other but you also need to loosen up a little bit and mm. i think that's why a drink um is always an easy option because that's when you get to know each other and yeah. then you go hey if we go on a second date happy days if not whatever right you I, move I on i feel like i feel like it feels too much like an interview if it's over coffee coffee yeah. on a sunday with the sun out and mm, it's yeah. like i see all your flaws as well i'd rather go out and have fun with my friends yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, KP, what about you? Oh, where should I start? Like, um, I'd say that, okay, well, I've been single for a couple of years now. And if we, if I look back, um, when I was, I think the last serious relationship I had, I um, had this really romanticized view in my mind around how the relationship was going to be. And I think that I overinvested too much of myself into the relationship and the person because of like I wanted them to be the one and um and a vision of how I viewed 
it to be a successful relationship. And after leaving that, I realized how much of my own self-discovery that mm-hmm. I had neglected. Yeah. Um, so much of my own fulfillment that was unfulfilled whilst I was in that relationship. And so a lot of um, the last um, couple of the years coming out of that, I actually spent a lot, lot of time um, really learning and about myself, loving mm-hmm. myself more yeah. um, and understanding uh, my likes and dislikes and coming, I guess, more into who I am now. Like, I'd say I'm very different to who I was yep. four years ago uh, when I was still at that time. And now I feel like because I'm more, I understand myself better, that like I'm really out there bet to find someone that's not going to be completing me, mm-hmm. but more complimenting me and being um, um, the person who is able to lift me up mm. and help me achieve what I want to achieve in life and the relationship. Yeah, and yeah. you supporting them as well. Yeah, mm. exactly. There was a lot of growing up and mm. and I think that I really actually needed that experience yeah. to um, transform me. So, yeah. Mm. How about you, Titi? You've got, I think you've got an interesting journey. Yeah, it is a very, um, well, you know, talking about being open and vulnerable. Um, I've been single for about almost two years now. And um, I think we sort of preluded to it in the last uh, podcast episode. But um, not long after I broke up with my ex-partner, unfortunately, we lost him to depression. Um, Mm. it is something that I, as I think about now, it doesn't really affect me the same way anymore. I think I've reached a point in, in my grieving journey now where I have accepted, um, Mm. you know, the decision that he made. Um, this is something that was difficult because it took me a while to, you know, I worked with different therapists, um, to come to a point to understand that regardless what the outcome, it was a choice that he made and I have to respect that. Um, doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, doesn't mean that it's not difficult, um, but I think in a way it gave him that sort of agency that he made a choice. Mm. Um, but since then, I guess I you know, went on a, a pretty big like spiritual journey so similar to KP. I think his passing was a catalyst for me to delve so much deeper into who I am. Yeah. And I also want to make sure that before I get into the next relationship, um, that I learn how to love myself and how to relate healthily to people around me. And that include things like working on self-esteem, self-worth, um, working on um, expressing myself emotionally, um so yeah that's a whole different topic that we can talk about but um interestingly i actually met my last two boyfriends through the apps um mm. so it's I'm, just it's just the way it is, it is, now. The yeah. Way it is. Yeah. yeah i think that it's so like i feel like i missed the first wave of it so mm. the, uh, mm. the adoption of it has been a bit slow like i think that but it is pretty much the way it is now yeah. can i just also say titi in terms of your journey i love that you know, you went through that self-discovery mm. and that was what made you go and, you know, go to therapy mm, and work yeah. on yourself and understand yourself better. But um, we talked about this last week. KP, it, just because something significant has happened to TT, it's made a go. It doesn't mean you have to have something significant happen yeah, to, for you to work on yourself. Mm, I mean, it yeah. doesn't have to be therapy. Mm. It could be anything, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I yeah. think that that's a really, you know, important point about understanding yourself and, you know, holistically, you got to mm. love yourself before you're able to go out there and really yeah. date and love other people. Yeah. And I, I, um, I, I read this quote a while ago. I can't remember where it was from, but um, it was something along the line of the best thing that you can do for me in a relationship is for you to continue working on yourself. Yeah. And you know, now I think about my future relationships. Well, hopefully I'll find someone, um, you know, who I would love to spend a lot of time with and we would love to support each other through the journey of life. Um, I One thing that I want to promise to myself is not to ever stop working on myself and yeah. stop, you know, really calling myself out on all of my own bullshit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We can call you out on your bullshit. Yeah, yeah. you do. Anyway. So. <laughs> Thanks. My, yeah. One of my uh, one of my um uh yoga teachers actually said to me once when we were doing like philosophy, like a, mm-hmm. a, a um a chapter on philosophy, um she said that dating is actually the best way to actually learn more about yourself. Yeah. What you like, what you don't like, what like what pushes your buttons, mm. how you can um, um, pretty much stabilize your mm. emotions, like what makes you go yeah. off the rails. Yeah, it's a good way to actually just 100%. learn more about yourself. Yeah. yeah. Can mm. I ask you both to do something mm. on your next date? Mm. <laughs> maybe write it down, journal after yeah. the date, yeah. Oh, yeah. how you felt mm. and how you, instead of you criticizing them and why – you know, the mm. date didn't go well, do it the other way around. Yeah. So the book that I'm reading, Logan Yuri's book on how to not die alone, she actually talks about the mindset of dating. She mm. said, instead of focusing on your date or your partner's negatives, mm. say, come away from the, that date listing five things you liked about that person Mm. like for example number one has great hair or number (laughs) two um said thank you to the waiter number three um drove me home Mm. yeah yeah like focus they said she says to focus on like those positives rather than focusing on the negatives yeah person so that's actually a really Mm. good tip maybe Maybe put it into practice yeah maybe well why don't you try this do both focus on like write, you know, five things you really liked about your date, but also then five things on what you did that you really liked too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because mm. then you, you're then getting to know yourself and how you date and your own behaviors and how you come across. Yeah. And I guess just to round out this part of the podcast today, I think two points that we touched on. And, you know, the first thing is you don't have to be completely healed from your emotional traumas or your past to relate to someone. Um, As KP said, like when you're relating to someone, whether you're dating someone casually, you're seeing someone, you're starting to date again after like a really big breakup, you start to learn more about yourself and you start to see the bullshit that you, you know, you have to deal with within yourself as well. Um, And then, you know, hopefully every time you know not to say that you should just go out and date people all the time because it's also very emotionally taxing Mm. because every time you see someone for like a month two months and then you decide to like go separate ways it's also like a mini breakup right so it takes a lot of emotional toll on you but at the same time you don't want to be in that like self-healing bubble forever and you don't need to feel like you're 100% ready to take that next step to go on a date with someone mm. or to have a conversation with a cute hot guy yeah. at the bar, right? That's, that's 
totally relatable for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I feel like we also went super deep there. So let's flip it. Mm. Okay, so we're going to move on to our next topic, which is all about using A, the dating apps, but how are you actually meeting people outside of the dating apps? Any new experiences that you might have had recently? And I'm going to go to TT. <laughs> Thanks for picking on me. Well, <laughs> I um, actually took a year or so off dating after my last relationship because, of course, like it was a pretty, um, you know, I would say traumatic, traumatic experience, traumatizing experience. Um, but recently in the last like month or so, well, actually, I, I was sort of like on and off the apps for a little bit. Um, early in the year and then recently I went back on to Bumble <laughs> um, and yeah I, I'm not sure it just this time around it just didn't feel right like I used to have no crime about like dating people on the apps but now like I feel like as you become older you just you just know what you want and you just don't want to deal with like time wasters or you know bullshit anymore so I have a really interesting way of looking at it mm. given, you know, I've been, as you guys all know, I've been in sales for 12 years. Look at it from a lead qualification. Yeah, 100%. If you've got no time to waste, then you're not going to spend the time to take them through the sales process, right? Exactly. So qualify in, <laughs> qualify out. Well, all I'm saying is you need to, I don't want to qualify everyone. I don't want to qualify all inbound leads. But um, yeah, like that's why you gotta some, qualify them out quickly. Exactly, some, like exactly what I was doing with. Um, I, I remember I told you about Mr. NRL, right? So, he oh my god, I love is, Mr. NRL. Um, he is busy. He works in private equity. He doesn't really have time to like have proper dates. And one time he was like, "Hey, um, yeah, we'd love to take you out on a date, um, but my favorite NRL game um, team is playing tonight. <laughs> Would you like to come out to the pub and like, you know, we can have a drink and then watch the game and then maybe to um, go to Charlie Parker, which is a really nice um, cocktail bar in Paddington?" I was like, "No, thank you. Like, I don't want to be like the side event. If you're going to see me, it's going to the be after party. It's going to be the main event. I don't want to be." the after party you had to fit into his life his schedule so i just said no to that and you know i've got a surprise for you we actually got him on the phone right now (laughs) (laughs) i do feel that there are like especially like guys that are busy they're more trying to find someone that'll fit into their life Mm. and i think that that actually might work for some women like that's totally what they want Mm. um but that feeling of not being the yeah the the priority and i think yeah. for us as well as um you know as our listeners and ourselves like we were corporate um you know career driven people um and we also busy um you know exploring life social friends fitness fitting in so many things um and you know i think what we're looking for is like an equal partnership yeah. rather than me trying to fit into someone else's schedule yeah um but the other thing that you know i think we need to also talk about as well is meeting people organically right through Mm -hmm. hobbies and things like that because you know one of the good ways to maybe find people that are like-minded is to show up at activities or hobbies where you know you think people who are similar to you in terms of life stage or 
lifestyle might be hanging out at. Mm. That's, I, a, that's a good segue, actually. Yeah. Um, KP, why don't you talk <laughs> about uh, what happened last night? I... I think this is almost like a story of you need to like I, the the benefits of having a really great wing woman or wingman. Mm. Like I think some go out with someone that's maybe already in a relationship. Well, that's who I went out with last night. Who is the other thing is like I think if you want to meet people organically, you need to tell your friends specifically mm. that you want help mm. to. Yeah, like, do you have any good people you can introduce me yes, to, right? exactly. Yeah. Like, otherwise, like, you want to put that, like, front of mind in front of your friends so mm. that they help you. But, yeah, like, I went out with my um, friend for a night out and um, we were just, um, I think one, like, one, I think I've adopted TT's mindset, like, these last years around, like, being open-minded and just having fun and seeing where it goes rather than being so closed off and being in your own bubble. So we were just at a bar and then the guys, there are three guys next to us who um, were also ordering, not cocktails at a cocktail bar, but ordering, like, top shelf, like, whiskey, which is what caught our attention and they just kept lo- looking over at us and then um nick minute nick minute they started talking <laughs> to us and then like my my um friend was like yeah she was just being a wing woman and yeah. she was like hey like she was like hey my friend's single like Aww, like yeah yeah like you guys uh, what are you what are you guys up to tonight right. like it's just that and yeah. then it's a simple as that and that's how you meet people organically and it's that hasn't happened to me for a while because of the apps yeah yeah can i just say as well jules remember just even a few weeks ago kp was telling us about the golf incident oh yeah oh yes please you need to tell you tell us that story story tell everyone the story buddy and you know you you see a shift in energy there too yeah yeah but like so okay so i golf in my spare time as well i picked that up um, during COVID, but I used to play a lot as a child with my dad. It was just a thing that I did with my dad. And so I picked that up during COVID and I'm taking it very ser- seriously. Like I want to be at the Commonwealth Games in 2032. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> so, so, um, I'm playing golf and then, um, it, I'm practicing in practice bay. And a guy just comes up to me randomly and um, actually says that he's about to tee off in like mm. 15 minutes and whether he can... Hint, hint. Yeah, take take my take my bay. Yeah. And I think that my mindset at that time was that I'm... This guy is like encroaching on my serious <laughs> practice time. So I remember being so mad, but I was like, okay, I get it. He even tried to make small talk with you. Yeah, so he did. He did try to make small talk, but I think that my mindset was just so like, um, like I didn't, I didn't really, I think because I was in that mindset, I didn't really look at potentially what she didn't she didn't even see him no I really didn't yeah. she can't remember what he looked like nothing and I'm like you just <laughs> didn't give a shit that day you were not interested <laughs> and that's the energy we talk about is this yeah. fuck off energy yeah I, I'm, I'm doing my thing leave me alone yeah. so yeah we've seen already that shift in mm. the last couple of weeks yeah. in you which is great I'm so yeah. proud of you KP oh, thanks so thanks, so proud too. but like one of the things maybe a tip for our listeners also is that like um one of my um guy friends said to when I told him this story he was like yeah like one thing is to not 
um, the gym and well, you may disagree, but gym and or something when like if a person is doing something with an intention that that's probably not the best place to hit on mm. someone when they're trying to achieve. Yeah, right um, time, right place. Yeah, right time, yeah. right place. Yeah. So maybe it was that, but yeah, I agree. I think that I I um, I definitely yeah. am less like narrow minded mm. with it. We now. are also trying to teach us all to flirt a little bit better. Mm. So regardless of what energy mm. you have, just flirt. Just yeah, sure. And no worries. I've got five minutes. Give yeah. me a moment. And I think um the flirting thing is very interesting, right? Because if you think about like your life and you think about like, you know, that mantra we talked about in episode one around, you know, fun being like, you know, having fun and, you know, having fun experiences. Um, you know, when you go out and about and like you're in live, you just, you know, flirt with anything and everyone. <laughs> not, not anything, not anything. Okay. <laughs> everyone. Anything. Because it's just, it's just fun. Like you, you're open and you're like having great conversations with people and you're just leaving a bit of that like positive impact on someone's life. And, mm. you know, back to the point about building a life that you love, it doesn't have to be just flooding with a potential partner or someone you see as, um, you know, someone you want to date, but also people at the coffee shop, people who serve you food, you know, it doesn't hurt to be nice to people. I think it's just manners. It's just manners and being respectful to everyone around you, right? But that attitude of flirting with life, Mm. right? It's just having that openness um, wherever you go and whoever you meet. So I think we've talked about dating apps, right? We talk about going to places where you think you meet like-minded people. So golf could be a really good example. I know through surfing, I um, have met a bunch of people, not to say that I want to date them, but I also feel like that's a really good way to build a community around you. And it's back to the point of, you know, love doesn't have to be just a romantic partner. It could be like love for the community of people around you and your own life as well. Um, so yeah, maybe you like to do some, you know, salsa or clay or golf or whatever it is. Um, go I guess to the library. Just just go where <laughs> just go where your energy feels great. That might be where you meet your um, your nerd, like nerd. Your, yeah, yeah. Henry, Henry Cable. Hey, he's mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Probably had a Warhammer in bed. <laughs> so the, the the other thing is, there's also meetup groups and mm. networking. It doesn't always have to be you know interest in particular activities and things like that. Just just kind of try and think outside the box a little bit mm. about things that you enjoy doing and where you would go. Mm. So. If you're interested in, I don't know, some career tennis. talk or tennis talk or whatever topic, there's yeah. a whole bunch of meetup groups that happen all over the city. Go to those events. Yeah. You know, make a friend. Yeah. Which could lead to a romantic friend. Mm. Who knows? And, and again, being open to new experiences. Um, I recently went with a friend to a f- <laughs> one of her friend's birthday. I didn't know anyone there. I just showed up because I thought, well, you know, it seems like a pretty cool event. I just mm. want to show up and see what happens. And I ended up connecting with someone who, you know, it's been a while since I actually met someone IRL that I feel like I have a, a really strong connection with. And who knows where it's my goal. But, you know, again, it's just. Can I clear fun. something up for the oldies like me? IRL in real life. <laughs> <laughs> So Just that's a case. millennial talk and um, and boomer talk. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm on the cusp, so yeah. I'll, I'll do the translation. <laughs> but also, like, um, if it's, like, the dating apps as well, like, not meeting people in real life, but 
on dating apps i feel like um who was i think tt you said it to me once like with dating apps um to be intentional and to um like move from texting to meeting up quickly otherwise you might end up with a pen pal rather than a soulmate i agree yeah yeah i agree and look there's so many different ways that you can meet people i think we've given you a lot of various different activities and ideas mm. and ways to think outside the box maybe we'll mo- move on to our next topic that we want to cover off yeah tt can you talk about some of the key things on what you're now looking for mm. um how do you decide what you're looking for yeah do you have essentially a list of criteria in your head when you go on a date maybe it's top three that you mm. tick off or, or ha- talk us through the process Wow, this is a very tough one. And I think the older you get, I think when you're in university, right? Like meeting someone, getting along well, you know, you're doing a bunch of fun stuff together and that might just be it. Like, you know, and you decide that you want to be um, together. But, you know, when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, it's becoming a bit more complicated because at the life stage where you're at, you're already missing out on a bunch of time with someone. Mm. And you're also looking forward to the next chapter where you're like, well, I do want to settle down, have kids, have a family, but you also don't want to rush into it no. as well, right? Like you, you need a few years to get to know someone because it's a big decision to commit to someone for a long, long time. So... I guess um, I talked about this as one of my therapists before, and yes, I have multiple. Um, <laughs> I We talked about like the idea of being specific, but also not to the point where they have to tick like all 10 of my boxes because mm. you never find that person. Yeah. But it's good to go in with a bit of an idea as to these are my top qualities I'm looking for, mm. um, and then leave room to explore the person Um, and to have experiences together so you can see how they show up for you and how they show up as a person in the context of other people as well. Um, And I'm like, we talked about this recently as well, but Mm, you know, when you're in your thirties, dating is sometimes quite scary because you're like, Ooh, like I see like something about the person I don't like. Maybe I should just like quickly leave and just, you know, um, not give them a second chance but Mm. also that's all that's you know potentially self-sabotaging because you don't want to get too close to the person so Mm. you know first thing that i probably want to call out is to be specific about some of the qualities that you want to have um but then don't be so caught up in it that you can't even see the person for who they are and try to put them in boxes yeah like identifying what is actually the difference between actual deal breaker mm-hmm. or what is actually something you just would like to have mm. in the individual. Yeah. Um, I think that like my perspective on that has actually really changed like um, from when I was like in my earlier or mid twenties to now, I think when you're a bit more established in your twenties and thirties, like you, like I think that the, the um, glass shattering moment for me was like I'm less focused on the status of mm. the individual. I don't necessarily need um, those, you know, those like patriarchal yeah. concepts of like the man must provide for you. Like because I'm 
fully self-sufficient myself. Yeah. Like I'm less focused on him needing to have a specific job mm. or earn a specific amount. Mm. Um, but hey, that's me. Yeah. It might be a deal breaker for you though. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's fair, right? Like yeah. some people, like I, for example, recently have thought a lot about children and, mm. you know, what I want um, to be like when I'm a mum and, you know, one of the things that is important to me now is when I have children, I want to be able to enjoy them. Yeah. And for that to happen, I might need to take a year, two years of work when I have children so I can spend time with them and be there for them and also enjoy that time and not just be like sandwiched between work and, you know, raising children. Um, But, you know, like talking about specific um, characteristics as well uh, is also important, I think, um, to be the person that you want your partner to be first, if that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. the qualities that you're looking for in a, in someone, you know, it's good to also sit down and ask yourself the question, like, am I modeling those characteristics? Can I be that for myself before I ask someone else to, to do that? To be that, to be yeah. That? Um, because you attract like the same sort of energy or qualities, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's another point. I think that relates back to our previous episodes about getting clear on your intentions and what make you tick mm-hmm. um, and, you know, deal with some of the insecurities and traumas that you accumulate in the past. So then you don't walk into a new relationship with huge baggage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. And in terms of being specific about your criteria, it's not specifics like he must be six foot and taller, yeah, right? Yeah, because we talked about this, right? Like, I think we've all been there, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's probably also our criteria from when we were a lot younger. Younger, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And also being a shorty, I'm 5'4". I definitely want the father of my children to be taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, I think we like, you know. You're um, limiting yourself to exactly. all the amazing 5'9 men out there. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like you can't, not everyone is six foot and above. Yeah. Right? yeah, look, kids grow these days, right? They drink, you know, my mum always says they drink Australian milk and that's yeah. why they grow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, yeah, I think as you become older, then you realize some of the characteristics that you used to think that are so important not so much anymore Mm, yeah i agree yeah i've definitely learned that over the years it's become a lot more less superficial for me Mm. i remember when i was probably in my teens i always looked at men's shoes if they had nice shoes i'm like and then i'll look up Oh. And so <laughs> you're looking down there yeah, because <laughs> I just had a thing for shoes. Mm. Like if they could dress well, how funny from the bottom up. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> then yeah, I look at their it face. It does. It does say something about a person, right? Like whether they actually pay attention to details, yeah. whether they are, you know, finessed. Whatever. It, it, it does because it, you know, do you want someone that is well dressed? Mm. And if they're well dressed. Does it mean they're in a particular type of career Mm. and do they behave in a particular way, Mm. right? If you think, I don't know, I've been watching a lot of that Lux listening stuff and, you know, they're all really well-dressed, but Mm. uh, at the same time, the person that that is wearing the suit also comes out in the way that they dress too. Mm. So for me, whether people are into dress sense or not, I use it as a... um, almost an anchor on the type of person that they might be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing as well is um, your mindset, right, when it comes to dating. And I know it's so scary being in your 30s and starting to date again because you feel like you have to make a decision quickly and you have to move quickly. 
But I think it's just the um, abundant mindset of if it's not if it's if it's not going to be this person, there will always be another person, yeah. and I will eventually end up with the right person, and I will eventually get all the things I've always desired, yeah. whether it's marriage, it's kids, or maybe it's just that I want to move overseas and I just want to, you know, have a companion yeah. in life rather than having something committed. Um, so, yeah, I think that mindset is very important. That's something I'm trying to work on. The maximizer mindset. Mm. There's always... And I think that that's the thing with apps is because it's so available yeah. now, you're like, oh, what if the next swipe, I'm going to mm. find someone that's going to be better. Mm. Um, and you're, I think that that is risking not seeing the person mm. in front of you. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. But, hey, um, we have here Mama Jewels. Hello. Um, she's our big sister, but also very wise when I it love comes guru. to dating. I love um, Guru. So huh? I'm actually curious to see, you know, out of all the things that we talked about today, um, what will be some of your practical tips? Should we use up a whole episode all for my practical tips? I've got so many. <laughs> that could be a spin-off. Da- yeah, yeah, Modern Love Part 2. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I'm going to start off with one of, I guess, my mantras as well is never settle mm. because if you're in a relationship with someone and even if there's an inkling of unhappiness that you can't work through don't settle mm. because just because you're older just because you think hey there's the body clock yeah. for me i think who cares why settle f- and be unhappy? That fear yeah. of not being able to maybe find someone better yeah. or fear of leaving. Fear of loneliness. Yeah. There's so many different fears that people have, yeah. but it's important to not settle. Uh, yeah. One of my um, previous managers said something to me a while ago and it resonates so much these days is that in life, all you have is choices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, like similar to what we said in previous episodes, just having, having that confidence that you can back yourself if you need to walk away from a situation, a relationship, um, that you'll be okay. Especially right? if it's toxic, mm. right? Mm. Because at the end of the day, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Okay, that's tip number one. Tip number two, don't be desperate, okay? <laughs> be, you know why? And you laugh, but you actually behave that way. And it mm. comes up in how you react and how you respond. It, it's interesting. People don't realize that they look desperate. When you, mm, say, when you say, hey, you look desperate, you can tell by their facial Have expression. Have you said that to someone before? Oh, I mean, I would never say that to someone because I think that, that was, it's pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, but think about it because if you're desperate, then you're probably going to get guys that probably don't want anything serious. Um, they, they know what they're there for. And, and it's like going back to you, KP, and, uh, about um, the universe having your back, right, is if you – Put out desperate energy, you're going to get silly guys, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And just, I think it's also, right, like trying to remember that life is so expensive. And back in the day, women had to rely on having a family, being part of, you know, a family to survive, right? But now that's not the case anymore. Mm. And life can start at 35, 40, 45 Oh, you see yeah. people that um, I watched, I think it was your recommendation actually, TT. I was watching Modern Love and it was mm, about it's so beautiful, an older show. lady, yeah, mm. an older lady that um, was dating. Mm. 
she's in her 60s, 70s and mm. she's putting herself out there again mm. and, and it's a di- completely different mentality, mm. right? Because she's had someone pass away. Yeah. So now she's like, okay, how do I get back in there and find I love relate. again? I can yeah. relate. Tip number three, always think about the date. Mm-hmm. What do I mean? Mm. Where are you going? Where are you meeting? There's nothing worse, and, and Titi just told us that story about the NRL guy. <laughs> Do not settle. <laughs> he did not think about the date. Oh, come, come, I have this game, and come hang out with me and just plonk yourself there while I watch a game that I'm really interested in. No, the focus is gone. Yeah. Think about the date. Think about where you're taking the girl or the guy. Mm. Think about the scenario. Um, is it going to be a casual place? Is it going to be a drinks place? Mm is it going to be romantic do you want to sit somewhere cute and i actually learned this from my partner because he does this and he took us to charlie parker's and um charlie parker's getting a lot it is i know <laughs> charlie parker's is the place to be but he also took me to zephyr that night to mm, watch the sunset wow. yeah so he thought about the whole the I, night yeah i actually i think that um that also just demonstrate that you put effort yes. Yes. into it. And I think that that is such an attractive quality in someone um, is that you know that they put thought yeah. and effort into the date, which kind of shows that they're prioritizing mm. you and, and your time. And that's a great point. And we mm. talked about really briefly feminine energy, right? Mm. And I think as a woman, um, you can just tune in to yourself mm. and ask yourself, is that does that make me feel good? Because mm. yeah. I don't want to be taken to a pub and watch NRL, whereas, you know, there are so many guys out there. Um, and, you know, there were guys who organized a full date and, you know, offer to pick me up or, like, pay for it or whatever. And I'm not saying, again, is is whatever that floats your boat, right? I'm not saying a lot of women would just be like, nah, I, you know, I can take care of myself. I don't want you to pay for me and just split it. But you might be a pub girl and that works for you, Yeah, right? exactly. But, but it doesn't doesn't work for again, someone else yeah, yeah but again ask yourself does that feel good for me because if it doesn't then you should say no and you know set some boundaries around what feels good and you know if it doesn't feel good or if it doesn't as i said if it's not fun then don't do it mm. you know which probably is a good segue into my next tip is don't have too many expectations and when i say mm. that i mean you know, what, what you were referring to, KP, about your ex-boyfriend is you've got this vision of how your relationship is going to go. Same thing with dates, how the date's going to go. He's going to be the one. He's so hot, whatever. Yeah. He could be the hottest guy ever and you go on this date and you might have been texting really well, but it, mm. there's no vibe. Yeah. What do you do? You kind of just maybe have a nice date and, and leave it at that, right? I mean, I would Personally, I don't waste my time. I've gone on a date for half an hour before in the past where I genuinely just didn't vibe with the guy and I just said, hey, look, I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste yours. So let's just yeah. part ways. It, it's um, so important to not ghost people as well. Ghosting is bad. Mm. I recently went mm. on two dates with this um, physio guy. Mm-hmm. He, is, he was very kind, very nice. You know, like we got along well on so many different levels, but for some reason, we just didn't really connect emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know, I'll just send him a text and let him know, right? And um, he actually texts back and say, hey, like, I couldn't quite figure out what it was either. Such a shame. Um, But we just left it at that. And I think that was like a nice way of just closing it out rather than leaving people hanging. Absolutely. I think ghosting is almost... um, If you are the ghoster, it's more... um, You end up feeling 
bad mm. as well. Can I just say it's a case by case basis? Says <laughs> says one who's ghosted someone before here. Right, okay. Um, and and the reason why I say that is because if someone is a little bit crazy mm. and oh, yes. they go on one date with you and then they expect like the world and it's like world and then you've said no multiple times sometimes there is no other option mm. and you feel bad and you didn't want to do that but you know guys if you're listening out there is just if you don't vibe don't be desperate yeah, don't try to don't try it. too hard right like it, it should be organic and it yeah. should be easy that's mm. how yeah. the yin and yang should essentially go mm. Mm. um is there any more tips I'm um, on the edge of my seat. Are you? Okay. I got heaps. I got heaps because I've been writing words. them down as they, as they come along when I'm talking to you guys. But I hate relating it back to sales. I really do. <laughs> but it's, it's somewhat true. If you think about um, the sales process, it's qualifying leads, it's pipeline <laughs> generation, and it's closing a deal for those people that aren't in sales. However... If you think about it as dating, you get those serial daters, which mm. I was one of those people once upon a time mm. where I was just converting leads. It yeah. was like I would chat to them for a couple of days, mm. go out on a date because you won't be able to distinguish whether you'll vibe or not mm. until you meet. meet them in person. So yeah. get it out of the way quickly yeah. because as you guys both have said, if you keep texting you're gonna have a pen pal pal. you're not in prison you're not in prison okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the book so i've been told also is that focus less on getting on those first dates but think about how you're gonna get a second date as well so from the if you vibe with them yes so like the the intention shouldn't necessarily be i'm gonna go on first date it should be like i'm gonna look for someone i can go on the next date with yeah and 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 this goes back to my other tip about not having expectations yeah. right is if you vibe then you move on to the next yeah. stage and you could have multiple people and that's fine it's just part of life and how you're figuring out things mm. but also the other thing is don't self-sabotage yeah <laughs> don't don't sit there and wallow in your what ifs what ifs mm. because there's nothing worse than your brain our brain is actually super powerful yeah and but also it also could be your biggest um enemy exactly mm. so don't wallow just just go with the flow don't expect too much and if it happens it happens it should be easy yeah and then the other last tip is when you're single and a guy is flirting with you and it goes back to our fuck off energy we're talking about recognize the game and play the game <laughs> play the field <laughs> play the game because if you're if you're the no gal then that's the energy that you're giving out to the universe Mm. then you automatically become the no gal so when you go out you've got that energy no one's going to approach you because you look unapproachable right Mm. you want to walk into the room and kind of command the room in a way Mm. and 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 put it out there but channel your goddess energy yeah and and be that fun person or whatever your characteristics are be you it'll come i mean they're just my top tips that i can think of for now but Mm. i've got loads yeah great i love those tips great nuggets (laughs) of gold there i think if we can just summarize it in a few key things be open to flirting not just with guys or girls but also with life Um, and yourself and yourself look after yourself right like take yourself out on dates and have like a hot bath um don't sabotage yourself um be clear as to your intentions what you're looking at what you're looking for but also don't put people in boxes because life doesn't happen that way. 
um, and just have that sort of fun, aban- um, sorry, not abandoned, but abundant mindset. <laughs> um, you don't want to abandon anyone, but, you know, it's just having that fun and, you know, expansive mindset of I'm going to meet new people and, you know, it might, it might or might not work out, but I give it a chance um, and I have fun. Mm. It's meant to be fun. Okay, so for those of you out there who get anxiety thinking about it, can't even get motivated to do it, this is one tip I gave to my girlfriends. I said, if you are scared of being lonely, staying in the house all day (laughs) means you meet nobody. So you're actually self-sabotaging it and doing it to yourself, right? You can't can't expect to just be at home all the time and... um, well, you can be on care swiping. You might meet people You're not Rapunzel. Way, Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips then for those that might feel like they're too busy with mm. work? It's all consuming. KP. Like this week for mm. me. You just have to make time. You really do. Mm. Because you're making time for you mm. and your future, if mm. that's what you want, right? Wise. Mm. Very wise. So it, just like your work, you carve out time to... I don't know, to meet with people at work yeah. and have these meetings and mm. talk about whatever you talk about. Mm. Same thing with yourself. You know, you carve out time to go to yoga. Yeah. Mm. You carve out time to date. You're never mm. too busy for things that are important. You really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing as well, the trap that we fall into is, especially after COVID, I feel like life is full on. Like so many events, activities, social gatherings. And so you sometimes have to push back and say, well, Maybe this weekend is about me time and, you know, getting some leads <laughs> lined or, up on the apps or like going to a party and, you know, meet someone. But, you know. Yeah. If that's too much pressure, yeah. that time might be, for example, hey, it's Wednesday night. I'm going to carve out this evening for me. Mm. That's it. And and saying no to work meetings, right? Yeah. I actually had a really interesting conversation with my manager yesterday over lunch catch up. And he was like, where you're at with your journey and your job and things like that. And I said to him, you know what? I think it's time for me to also prioritize dating and thinking about what's next for my life stages. And he was like, yeah, I understand that. And I said to him, um, you know, it's also my responsibility as well, because I know that I can get quite excited about work sometimes and I'll sign up to go to all these networking events. But at some time, at some point you need to say, well, enough is enough. And what I've done so far has gotten me here, but the next step will have to be different. And there's nothing I can say or anyone can yeah. say that will make somebody do something. It, it really is a self-starter and you have to want it and you have to do it. Until that day comes, you'll know. you know when it's mm, time. When you're ready. When you're ready, you'll know, right? So yeah. if you're not motivated, it's fine. Wallow in your unmotivated state. But there'll be one day where you go, you know what? I'm ready. I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah. go out there. Wow. And so do your thing. You know what? I feel like this episode has given me a sense of hope. Oh, you know, a sense of like, yeah, like life is great and this is fun and you know you shouldn't let your timeline sort of restrict you um, and just go and explore Mm. hope you've enjoyed today's episode on modern love and dating and that you walk away with some thinking points and some tips on um, how you view your love journey if you've liked today's episode please leave a comment on our socials like and subscribe 
And we will see you next week. You're listening to Let's, Let's Take, Take It, it Offline. Off <laughs>